Hey everyone, welcome to the Prince of Peace podcast, where our aim is to help you live and love like Jesus. I'm Lauren Hlaud, one of the pastors of Prince of Peace. We're glad that you're here and we hope you enjoy. I'm Danette Miller, the executive director of the Haitian Moon Foundation. I've been in this position for 10 months. However, I'm a member of Prince of Peace, and I've been at Prince of Peace at, oh, probably over 25 years now, long time. <laughs> I'm married to Scott, a husband, my husband of 32 years, and I have two beautiful daughters, Lindsay and Mackenzie, who grew up here at Prince of Peace. Lindsay, our oldest, is married to Stefan. They live in Columbus, Ohio, and we have a two-year-old grandson. And Mackenzie, our youngest, lives here in Cincinnati. She uh, went to school at University of Cincinnati and is sticking around. We appreciate that. Um, just on the next slide, wanted to share a little bit about how Prince of Peace got introduced to HTF and how I personally was introduced to HTF. Prince of Peace in 2015 had learned about the Haitian Tamoon Foundation through Pastor Lorne, who had done an immersion trip while he was on internship out in Colorado at Abiding Hope. Abiding Hope is the founding church of the Haitian Tamoon Foundation. At the time, Prince of Peace was looking for an outreach ministry that was international as well as relational to fit within our mission of relationships and spreading the love of Jesus. So we went on a trip, 12 of us, in 2015, February 2015, and had the experience of visiting each one of the partners that HTF was involved with. The partners, when we go visit them, people say, what are you doing on the immersion trip? A lot of times when you go to international um, underdeveloped country that you're going to be doing something. We say we're making friends. We are witnessing what HTF is able to do with these partners. So it's about accompaniment and empowerment. We want to walk alongside the Haitians. We want to empower them to do the best that they can with the resources that they're provided with. Every person deserves to have life with dignity, and that's what HTF is about. It's an organization with vision and passion for the people in Haiti. Our HTF model is relatively simple. As I said, we focus on partners where we can walk beside them and we can lift them up and provide them empowerment. We do that by investing in them. We do that because we have feet on the ground in Haiti with Maya as our country leader. We're able to do that with your support and 11 other covenant communities. Covenant communities who support us, which means that within your annual budget, HTF is a line item. We have over 900 individual donors that believe in our cause and our purpose to focus on Haiti. Haitians deserve that life of dignity. So the model is we have a small staff, myself as full-time as the executive director, and we have Maya full-time dedicated to HTF, we have an engaged board of directors, our international leadership team. One of them are here visiting us today. Pastor Tim Kinsley and his wife are here today from Columbus. These leaders, I have worked with consultants in helping with our messaging and branding. And everywhere, everybody I talk to, they're saying that you are so lucky to have board directors that are engaged and as passionate as we have this great leadership team. So our leadership team is chaired by Pastor Lorne. And we meet 
four times a year, twice in face, and then two on Zoom meetings. More recently, it's been all Zoom meetings, but we hope to get back together here in October. There are three areas of focus that HTF um, focuses on. We invest in the children, eradicate ultra-poverty, and focus on leadership development in Haiti. We're driven by a purpose. In investing in the children, we invest in centers that are intentional about raising children from places of extreme pain toward lives of hope, sustainability, with dignity. These centers invest by providing faith formation, education, life skills development, and leadership development. Maya is going to talk about some of those specifics and share examples with you. We mentioned eradicating ultra-poverty. This is an area that we focus on up in the central plateau, so in the center of the country. There's an 18-month program called Shami Lavi Mio that the poorest of the poor women and families are invited to for 18 months, and they are taught life skills. They're provided a stipend to help to manage a budget to feed their family. They're taught how to have a commerce or a small business. They're provided assets to build a one-room home, a latrine, a water filter so that they can get the necessary clean water, um, as well as provided life skills. So this program is so successful because they are assigned a caseworker who meets with them on a weekly basis. When these women first enter the program, they are just broken. They feel like they're not part of their community. They're so poor that their community doesn't even count them in a census. When you first meet with them, they won't even look at you eye to eye. By the end of the program, they are marching down the street. They are coming into their graduation. It's pomp and circumstances, and there's music, and they deserve to celebrate, and everybody around the community celebrates them. And then after the program, um, the director down there will go and check on them to make sure that you know, they're moving forward with their life. The idea in CLM is to not to, there's still going to you know, be challenges, there are always going to be challenges in Haiti, but to make sure that they have the skill set to move forward and to be able to have food and educate their children. The third area we focus on is leadership development, because we believe in investing in these young leaders who are the college students at the Haitian Education Leadership Program. They are the future of Haiti. They are the next generations of Haiti for a better Haiti. In October, we are hosting a gala that we will be inviting you to. More information to come. I'm hoping by next week I will have the link to be able to purchase tickets. This gala, we're hoping to raise funds so that we continue to grow HTF and add additional partners in Haiti. There are many mountains, mountains beyond mountains for Haitians. We'd love to be able to help change the landscape and remove some of those mountains so that there is more economic stability for our partners. So like with that, I would like to ask Luckner Fawn Rose, better known as Maya, our HTF director, to start to uh, be able to share with you the work that he's been doing and specifically um, some of the schools that he's been focusing on. Thank you. Bonjour, good morning. Good morning. It is such a blessing for me to be here today and to share with you uh, our, our uh, to share with you what we doing in Haiti and the blessing that we helping bring to people and how we try to change uh, young people's lives to to a better 
to a better life. So my name is Luke Nefon Woods. I, everybody knows me by Maya. I grew up in, in Haiti, Western Haiti. I was a, a child slave, and, and then from being a child slave, I, I escaped from that system and went away and ended up on the street. And from the street, I find my way to a detention center. From the detention center, I was lucky enough to find my way to a home called St. Joseph Home, where I got to go and live and, uh, and got the chance to go to school and learn uh, uh, all kind of life skills to make me be who, the person that I am today. Where, I, where today I am remaining in Haiti, staying in Haiti, and doing what I'm doing to give back to my people, giving back to my uh, community, in a sense, to, uh, because somebody has been uh, lift me up, investing in me, and uh, uh, to make me be the person that I am. So I see it is uh, important to, to give back to, to people in Haiti. So as you know, uh, it's been uh, over uh, three, uh, three to four years since 2019. Uh, 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 things has been so difficult, so hard in Haiti. The country has been politically unrest, where there is a lot of uh, gangs violence and a lot of kidnapping going on in Haiti, where uh, the country and, uh, was completely shut down for like uh, three months, where all the uh, schools was out, businesses was closed, and on uh, top of that, we have the uh, pandemic, the COVID that came, and that even make things even worse and difficult for, for people in Haiti. And, and today and, and yesterday, as you heard in the news, uh, that earthquake happened again, uh, which uh, will even make things even worse. So uh, because of all of those unrest, uh, uh, the pandemic, uh, the COVID that's going on, and uh, people have a lot of difficulties to get food to uh, where they can eat. So uh, families are not able to feed their children. Uh, and so during the, the three months where the country was completely shut down, I, uh, people come to me and say, Maya, we have no feet. We have no way to provide food for our families. So I end up calling the, the Haitian Timun uh, leader, uh, leader, leaders here and tell them how could we make it possible where we could provide food for uh, families where they can have food home to feed their children. So by the time we, uh, it was $80 where we uh, providing a, a two month, a, a two month uh, food for two months for these children and for these families. And now because of on our West, things are getting higher, the cost of food are going high. And uh, so now today it is with $100 where you can feed a, a whole family for two months. So what we give out to them, we give them a, a bag of rice, a case of spaghetti, and a case of uh, sardine for protein, 
and a gallon of cooking oil. So when we give this food out to this family, I go ahead and making all those uh, food cards and distribute them around to people and I have them come in a place where we're doing the distribution and then I have them sat and, and telling them where the money is coming from. I tell them the money is coming from people like you who has been giving to the Haitian Timon Foundation where they are able to receive that food. And I tell them this food is a blessing to them because these people who have providing that fund to help you get that food, there are people who are prayer for you, who loves you, who care for you, and who want to bless you with this food distribution. So I tell them, now you're receiving this food as a sign of blessing, go ahead and find out in your, in your neighborhood who doesn't have food to feed their own children, go ahead and share those uh, food as a blessing to other people. And, and these people are so thankful to every, every one of you who has been uh, contributed to this food uh, uh, project and they're praying for you as well as you do and they are so thankful to every one of you. So as you know in Haiti, uh, schools are very difficult. Uh, uh, a lot of parents couldn't send kids to school and, and also uh, being, a, uh, being a child slave in Haiti, it is, uh, you have no access to education. So as I was a child slave myself, and I know what it's meant to be a child slave, not having access to, edu uh, to education. Uh, so and to, after the earthquake to, uh, that happened in 2010, they will become more uh, child slave. So I, I come up with that idea of putting together a program called Rejoice, uh, where I can reach out to, uh, to uh, uh, child slave kids. So I go in Jacmel uh, and, and walk around, uh, uh, learn who's have a child slave in the home. So I collect, I go ahead and talk to these uh, families and say, how could we help them out with, the, with these kids? And so most of these families turned me off because they thought that I came to take away from them these kids. I tell them, no, I'm not coming away. I'm not coming to take away from you these kids, but I came to help you out with kids, to help, to help these kids have a chance to go to school. So I, uh, we have this program going on and, uh, where we have about 35 kids, West Africa kids, uh, in that program where uh, it's, a, it's a day program, which happening on Saturday. When they come, we fed them, and we have teachers that work with them and teaching them and teaching them all kind of life uh, skills, such as uh, how, uh, teaching them how to make liquid soap, disinfecting, uh, uh, ketchup, mayonnaise, and aflorals. All of that is happening to help them uh, have uh, uh, some way of making their living. And one of the great examples we have right now is a 12-year-old girl who is today making big pots of uh, liquid soap and using those uh, uh, plastic bottles and fill them up and took them to the marketplace uh, and sold them. 
and, and now she helping earn, earn money to help care for uh, her family. So, and also we have the, we have the uh, Living Safe School program. As you know, uh, we have that school called L'Ecole Saint-Trinité, LST. Uh, this school is funded by one of the graduates of St. Joseph, the home where I, where I grew up. And this school is a school for the poorest children that live in, in Jack Mel. And if this school wasn't exist, none of these kids that goes to LST would not be able to attend school. So, so the school goes from, uh, from kindergarten to uh, sixth grade. And then after sixth grade, there, there was no other way that they could go on uh, to go uh, to secondary school. So uh, I was, uh, there was one uh, 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 boy, uh, his name is James Blanchard, that I was about to get a, a sponsor. I was, I was ready to pay for him personally to go to to go on to secondary school, so the other student heard about uh, what I'm what I am about to do, and they come to me say, Maya, what about us? What would happen with us? How could you help us as well to go on with uh, to secondary school? So at that time, as you know, uh, HEF uh, we did uh, a summer camp every year in Jacques Mel for more than 300 uh, children. Uh, at the time, it was during the camp, uh, and we have a, a pastor Wanda from uh, Nebraska, who is one of the HEF uh, partner, who was helping at the camp. And I approach her and tell her about the program, uh, and I say, how could you help uh, with this? She said, how much is it gonna cost? And I told her it will be at $650, which will cover the whole school year and a uniform and all, all the school supplies. She said, okay, Maya, let's do it. Let's make it happen. So it's been five years right now since the uh, Living Faith School has been uh, happening. And, and today we have uh, 22 children in that program where they are going to school and doing well. Of course, some are struggle, but they are doing uh, pretty well. So we have kids from now uh, and now going all the way through uh, 12th grade now. You know, the school in Haiti, it goes from uh, kindergarten to 13th grade. So here you have 12th grade, it's go all the way through 12th grade, 13th grade. So we have kids now going to 12th grade and 11th grade. 10th grade and 9th grade. So the idea of that is to have these kids go all the way through uh, high school and then later on, they can either move to uh, apply to help uh, to get a scholarship or we, we will pay for them to go to college. If they can ma make it to college, the hope is to get them uh, go to a trade school where they can learn a trade. So all of that is happening because of uh, the support of every one of you here that's giving to the Haitian Simon Foundation. Uh, we will not be able to do what we do for these people without your contribution, without your partnership, without uh, your prayers. And that's why we, the Haitian people, we are so thankful to every one of you uh, who has been contributing 
in our life to help us uh, 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 do what we're doing. So HEF is continued to be uh, uh, the bread of life to the Haitian people by providing food uh, for this family and not only providing uh, be a bread of life to this family by providing food, but by uh, investing on people, on young people to help, uh, to help kids go uh, to school. And you know, that's all of, all of it's because of you. So thank you very much for continue praying for us, for continue supporting us, and especially, especially what now, uh, things will get even worse because of that earthquake. I, I, am, leaving, I am going back home tomorrow, uh, and soon I get there, I will plan on uh, uh, do, uh, putting something together where I can go to that areas where that earthquake is affecting people. Because now uh, people losing everything. People losing their, their, uh, uh, you know, their homes and uh, uh, the whole family. Like I, I, I spoke with a friend of mine who says that she have a friend that was affected by the, uh, uh, by the earthquake. She, uh, that person lost three of, her, of, the, of his uh, children. So the idea when I go back is to put together a program where I can uh, try and uh, bring food and water and all kind of supplies that we can do. So uh, thank you again. I pray that God can continue blessing you, blessing your ministry, and thank you. God bless you. Thanks for tuning in to the Prince of Peace podcast. I hope that today's message has brought comfort and inspiration to your life. Have a great rest of the week.